1: Welcome to our podcast, I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question, why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today and about 5.5 million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. Welcome back to Israel. Why is the Middle East important? Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Bellatier. We're both here today, and we have a special show for you today. It's uh, another current event show, and it has to do with Saudi Arabia. Uh, Just the other day, I was watching uh, Fox News, and I, and there was a program where uh, Brett Bear, who's one of the anchors on on that station, uh, was having a discussion with uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and the king of Saudi Arabia. I forget his name. Neil, do you know his name?
2: Yeah, Mohammed bin Salman. He's sort of the heir apparent, at least. Okay. If not the, Mohammed bin the
1: Salman, who's the king of Saudi Arabia. And he was interviewing them separately. But the topic he was interviewing them on separately was the opportunity or the idea that maybe they could have a peace with each other. They could could form some kind of a treaty. And he just went back and forth between the two. And when he talked to Netanyahu, he mentioned what the king said. And when he talked to the king, he talked to what Netanyahu said. And they both received each other's ideas uh, in a uh, positive way. And Netanyahu even said, uh, this could be. This could be. And so my mouth was on the floor listening to this because these are arch enemies. They're arch enemies and no one has ever thought that they would ever get together. Uh, and so Neil and I are going to talk about the, the importance of this idea and what could happen if they're successful. So, so Neil, uh, y- you were talking to me the other day about... Uh, what the Saudis value and what they don't value in this in this process. And uh, if you could kind of help us understand the things that they value and the things they don't value in this process because just a minute ago you were asking me, uh, you were telling me what diplomacy was and what what did you say it was?
2: What's in it for me? What's in it for me?
1: So what what do you surmise? Is good in this for Saudi Arabia and what's not good for Saudi Arabia?
2: What is good in it for Saudi Arabia that we know is good is uh, the old adage, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh-huh. And everyone in the Middle East is afraid of Iran's saber rattling today, hmm. including the Saudis. So they look to Israel for a couple of things. One, they want a quote-unquote nuclear uh, civilian, that's the quote, a civilian nuclear capability. Now, you know and I know and our listeners know that anybody who has civilian capability of nuclear... Uh, We're talking about
1: power stations, right?
2: Well, ostensibly, <laughs> Right. But you know if Iran has nuclear weapons, mm-hmm. and now, uh, contrary to our present uh, leadership who said uh, Iran is the way to go, and we don't want anything to do with Saudi Arabia and so mm-hmm. on and so on, we no. want to be with Iran. Yeah. No. Now, all of a sudden, we hear they could actually have nuclear weapons within a matter of weeks.
1: Okay. So
2: uh, Arabia, Saudi Arabia... S- something
1: we would never, we, we thought would never happened, because they said they wouldn't do it.
2: Right? Well, they said they wouldn't do it, and our present leadership uh, lined with them and said, yeah. hey, unless you're hateful, and right. so on and For, so forth, right. right? Right. So now we know that all of this is about to uh, ignite in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. We've done shows on this, but mm-hmm. we've said mm-hmm. the Bible specifically points out and names names uh, yeah. as to who's yeah. going to start this. So right.
1: the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So uh, right. I mean, Israel is the enemy of Iran. That's right. And Iran is also the enemy of Saudi Arabia. That's exactly right. So they are the friends. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Got it.
2: And who's my stronger enemy? Yes, exactly. So if I'm more afraid of Iran than I am of Israel, maybe I'm friends with. And that's what we're seeing. Okay, so that's one
1: thing that's in it for Saudi Arabia, to be friends with the enemy of my enemy. Correct. Because then they can have uh, some kind of a like like Israel like uh, the United States and Russia against Hitler, of for course. example. Same kind of thing. Same kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Interesting.
2: Uh, the second thing, and that, because that was really the main thing, is that they have protection from Iran, because Iran is on a uh, is on a <laughs> they're they're on a, a mission.
1: They are to destroy and, Israel.
2: And the 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 number one most important thing that. Is in it for Saudi Arabia potentially mm. Mm. is the idea of them having suzerainty over the Temple Mount.
1: Suzerainty, which means uh, uh, sovereignty or over uh, oversight.
2: They would have oversight. That's today by the Jordanian, it's called the Walk. Waqf, W-A-Q-F, right. Yeah, Walk. And anybody who's been to uh, Jerusalem yeah. and has been up on the Temple Mount knows that the Walk rules.
1: And they're in charge.
2: And they're in charge. And
1: they're Jordanian. And they're... Supposedly a neutral territory which is full of Palestinian people.
2: Well, and the Palestinians (laughs) kind of rule it together in cooperation with the Jordanians. So you could say to yourself, what's the difference if one uh, Muslim country or another controls the Temple Mount? What right. does it matter?
1: Yeah, yeah. And
2: that's, that's kind of what, uh, uh, now, uh, Saudi Arabia has a lot of vested interest for having control of the Temple mm-hmm, Mount. Mm-hmm. And it opens up all kinds of possibilities that we've discussed, you and I.
1: So what what's the, uh, okay, let's let's go there. So uh, what is Saudi Arabia's interest, interest in the Temple Mount? Do they have an interest in that at all?
2: Well, they do have an interest, and it's not that this is a newfound interest. They Uh have been, um, you know, by the time we hear anything, Jeff, on the news, like Brett Baer, your Mm. comment, Mm. by the time it comes down to us that it's official, they've had so many discussions and meetings so long, so far. Now, this peace accord with Saudi Arabia, Mm. uh, Israel at least is All their news outlets are almost saying, it's a done deal. Wow. It's a done deal. Wow. Now, they're careful, but they're all saying it's a done deal. Now, the fact is, is that Saudi Arabia wanted control of the Temple Mount for a number of reasons. Okay,
1: Like what?
2: Well, historically, it goes back to the fact that uh, uh, Mecca and Medina... Mecca and Medina. ...are the two holy cities of Islam.
1: Holiest cities.
2: They're the holiest cities. cities.
1: The two, and they're both in.
2: They're both in Arabia. In Saudi Arabia. And today, is Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. which was a family, mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia was yeah. established yeah. in
1: 1932. <laughs> yeah. So just this, by the Brits, right? Now, it was the Brit- British that did that. Uh,
2: uh, you have to say it was kind of after the or second the French. Well, it was kind of after the Second World War, and this is the whole thing with uh, the background of Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, sure, right, right. So yeah. nothing happened in a vacuum so right. you can say well it was british it was french yeah mm. it was it was it was cut out for political reasons right. everybody yeah. it's called diplomacy what's in it for me
1: right don't forget that folks don't forget what's <laughs> in it for me
2: so yeah the, the fact is is that over the centuries uh over the recent decades at least uh, people did not want to be seen in the muslim world as soft on zionism oh, and one of the ways hard, they wanted to be hard on zionism no, they, that's right? right and they yeah. and they vied with each other to yeah. be more forceful, more forceful against for israel against israel today yeah. we seen we're, and are seeing and watching a break in that mindset, yeah. where there's a new narrative.
1: The um, Abraham Abraham Accords. The Abraham
2: Accords, yeah. and people are putting their embassies in Jerusalem yeah. and so on.
1: Yeah, it's very now, amazing.
2: W- that would be a very amazing thing if Saudi Arabia put their embassy in there because they wow. have so much pull yeah. in the Muslim world. Yeah, it they are the
1: they're the big dog in the, in the Muslim world. It right? would create just. Yeah. A Astronomical yeah, that's right. new narrative. Yes.
2: Uh, it, so, if you ask 90% of the people on the street and 90% of Christians too, and say, right. "What, what is the third holiest city in Islam?" by rote. Because they believe the narrative. They've only heard the narrative. They would say Jerusalem.
1: That's right. The Al-Aqsa Mosque. Because it's a narrative that has been created out of whole cloth by...
2: Said over and over and over and over again. So by that, the Palestinian you
1: know. Authority and Yasser Arafat, etc., etc., etc. Because they want a claim, the Palestinian Authority does, on Jerusalem and the Temple... The the Dome of the Rock gives them that.
2: Well, the Dome of the Rock is the dome. The Al-Aqsa Mosque is what they call the furthest mosque, and that actually goes back to centuries ago to the Umayyads when there was a rebellion against them in Arabia, and the strong man of Arabia said to the Umayyads, you cannot come here, which is important for all Muslims, you cannot come to Mecca to circle the Kaaba. You are precluded from doing so, and they just, out of whole cloth, reinterpreted scripture, rewrote scripture, Islamic scripture, yes, yes. and they Come made on. Jerusalem the holy site. Huh? Now, that was no big deal until wow. about 1967, and in the decades before, when the Jews started returning, and the Jews in their naivety said, well, what? what's the big deal? I mean, hey, we, we won this war, 67. Mm. Mm. We'll take the Temple Mount, and the Muslims certainly won't be mad at us for, for putting a, a synagogue up there. They, they've they got this Al-Aqsa
1: Mosque, which is called the furthest mosque. and that, And that's uh, the furthest mosque if you go east, right? Well...
2: Th- th- you have to
1: go around the earth to again, get to it.
2: Right? They they made this out of whole cloth. Yes, because, yes, because yes. uh, the the Quran says that Muhammad never left Arabia. Uh huh. Now, the Umid's back in, I think, like the fifteen hundreds. So yep. I mean, it got revived over the centuries when it was politically expedient.
1: Wait, wait. You saying history got revised? Uh, history no revive, right? I don't believe that right, re- anyway revised.
2: so it, it's kind of a history lesson but it's important to know for our people that it, if you believe in accept certain narratives occupied territories mm-hmm. West Bank mm-hmm. uh, occupied territory uh, third wow, most yeah. holiest site in yeah Islam, yeah, without yeah knowing anything about how wow. it happened if you just accept those if narratives if you just accept
1: those narratives if somebody said so somebody said so, if you do that
2: and if you do that and you hear them over and over again, you will be indoctrinated yes. to say the same thing. Which is what indoctrination is. And believe you the same You get the
1: same thing over and over and right. over, and eventually you believe it. Right. That's indoctrination.
2: That's correct. And so today we have Saudi Arabia who's saying, wait a minute, I have more important matters in front mm-hmm, of me. Mm-hmm. In other words, I have a whole other branch of Islam called Shia Islam uh-huh. in Iran, uh-huh. and they have made no bones about the fact that they will fight anybody, even Muslims. Mm. And mm. Saudi Arabia has been the brunt of this. They've wow. been attacked with their oil fields just a right. couple of years ago right? Uh, by uh, Iranian proxies. Yep. They're far more afraid of the Shia than they are of Israel. See, right. before, in times past, the only thing that could make Sh- uh, Sunni and Shia together was Israel.
1: Ah, because they both hate. Because they both hated for political reasons, had to say they hate.
2: But then they find out nowadays, thank God for President Trump and the uh, uh, Abrahamic Abrahamic Accords, Accords, that a lot of Muslim countries are saying, you know, we have spent far too much money and far too much manpower on holding up this false narrative that Jerusalem is important. It's only important to you, quote-unquote, people, Palestinian people, a made-up name. yeah. Uh, a, a very late new and de- uh, made-up term yeah uh, but it's not important to us and we never and didn't like and didn't enjoy fighting with Israel over all these decades and as soon and, as they and, lo- peace, and losing every and, time and losing <laughs> but as soon as there was the chance for peace a number of these they took it. They, 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 they a number did. of these Muslims took it
1: and 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 guess what right. they're prospering because of it. Because of their trade agreements with Israel, right. those those Arab countries that are in the Abrahamic Accords are pleased with the outcome. It's going well for both parties; both people are coming out ahead, and this they say has softened the Saudis because they see the success of the Abrahamic Accords, and they're saying, "Hmm, well, maybe uh, maybe we should reconsider our approach here."
2: Right, and they, and that's nothing new I, I, for for. for all wars and at all times, uh, it would be leaked where people would say, hey, they're saying this for public Mm, consumption. mm -hmm. But behind the scenes, they're saying, hey, we really don't want to do this. We don't want to support this. We don't want to finance this. Blah, 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 blah. And now
0: they found.
2: Found a way out, yeah. and today again, just because Iran is so saber rattling and is soon to come against yeah, it's Israel really, with this confederation. Yes,
1: it's really amazing. It's very scary yeah. for these people. But the so this also though this this arrangement between Saudi and Saudi Arabia and uh, Jeru- and Israel could be a, a deterrent to Iran. Could be a they, deterrent. they they could look at that association and go. Maybe it's not a good idea to attack.
2: Well, we know that there's going to be an
1: attack. It is going to happen, yes. Whatever. It's not going to stop it. it, Right.
2: So how does it happen? Uh, We don't know. We've talked about this, and it's all surmising. But we do know that the characters are aligning. And one of the main characters today is... Saudi Arabia, and that begs the question, because for generations, biblical believers have asked the question, scholars and non, lay people and scholars, have said, what must occur Mm -hmm. for the Jews Mm -hmm. to get control of the Temple Mount, where the Golden Dome is and the Al-Aqsa Mosque is, and have control of that Temple Temple Mount?
1: Mount. And the answer is...
2: Well, the answer is nobody knew.
1: Uh, but now they do.
2: But now there's we're po- seeing we're seeing possibilities yes. because if you say Saudi Arabia may in fact wind up as being the new quote unquote overlords of overlords cons- of they, the Temple Mount, and when they uh, poll the Saudi Arabian people, a huge percentage of them say Jerusalem never is and never was important. Not,
1: not important. Not to
2: Islam. Medina. Med-
1: and Mecca. Right. That's, that's it. Right. Those yeah. are the holy cities. They're actually in the Quran. They're actually in the Quran, right. <laughs> yeah. That's where uh, and so, Muhammad was so born. So the made-up story is now being outed, in a sense. Right. Um, in the Muslim world, they're going, hey, you know what? We've been pretending this is true for a long, long time. And and now, Neil, let's just let's extrapolate, because all we can do is surmise, as you said. Mm-hmm. So let's assume that uh, Saudi Arabia gets control or oversight over the Temple Mount And it's not important to the Saudis. It's just not important. They don't they they in fact they in fact have control because they don't want it to be important in Islam because their book says it's not. What would that lead to?
2: What would that lead to? Well, it can lead to a couple of possibilities. All of a sudden now we see a different possibility than just some maniacs, Christian or non-Christian, Jewish or non-Jewish people saying, let's <laughs> blow them up, let's bomb them and take it over. Right. Because that was sort of a knee-jerk reaction right? you'd hear over the yes. century, over yes. the recent past where people would say yes. these things. Yes, yes.
1: And Here it comes, folks. Now
2: you're seeing this thing of a couple of possibilities. Yep. One is we talked about, well, let's assume yeah. that Saudi Arabia does gain control of the walk instead yeah. of Jordan, who were illegal yes. occupiers to begin with. Yeah, right. They attacked right. Israel. Yeah. They took it over by yep. force. Yep. The Palestinians made bedfellows, if you will, with the Jordanians, the Hashemite Kingdom. So let's just assume Saudi Arabia has it. Well, now let's assume two things. One, Saudi Arabia starts minimizing the importance of Jerusalem Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. Muslims. Mm -hmm. Many, many, many Muslims will say, well, this is a new narrative. Let me think about this. Mm. They will. Let's assume now Iran, as the head of a confederation, soon coming against Israel, at least once, and we think more than once. Right, Uh, says, before that happens, I am going to wipe out Saudi Arabia. Wow. Now, let's just assume something like that happens.
1: Mm -hmm. That they get wiped out.
2: That they get wiped out. Or when I say wiped out, I at least mean militarily so incapacitated Uh they're not able to exert their powerful muscle. Gotcha. Let's say they're handicapped then, however we want to say that. Well, now we have a vacuum. We do. In Jerusalem with Israel. Well who's going to take over this Temple Mount? We used to have this very hostile walk of Jordanian Palestinian marriage that was so hostile to us. Hmm. Now we have the Saudis who are is my words wiped out but diminished Diminished. some kind of way by Iran. Maybe now we just take control because in Israel is very many people said, look, for years and years and years we have tried to appease these Muslims to no avail. Mm -hmm. Let's take our holy site, the Temple Mount.
1: The Temple Mount. right
2: Where where Mount Moriah is, where Abraham first went to sacrifice Isaac. Yes. The very temple, two temples stood there. Let's take that. The Holy of Holies was
1: on that spot.
2: And there's nobody here. Yeah. So we're left standing. So you don't need... Christian or Jewish nope. extremists to say, let's just blow up nobody these structures. It's
1: just sitting there waiting for somebody to do that.
2: That's a possibility. Yeah. All we're saying, Jeff, is, look, now all of a sudden this is so prophetically significant yep. of the possibility. Possibility. Nobody would have guessed a couple years ago even. Wait, what, you mean Saudi Arabia might make peace? Saudi Arabia with, might
1: make this peace. With Israel? That's Israel. absurd it's absurd let's just keep going a little further so Israel gets control over t- you know let's say it's eight or ten years of time but uh, Israel gets control over that over the walk okay now they own they own outright they're managing their Temple Mount their Temple Mount what must in, in, in Judaism what must occur before Messiah returns before Messiah comes
2: well, a uh, couple things. One, we know that um, among many religious Jews who are waiting for Messiah, yep, uh, he thinks that yep. they think perhaps different than we do about who Messiah is Correct. and what he'll yes. be. But they, but they say the temple itself, the Temple Mount,
1: the temple is
2: to be a house of prayer for
1: all nations, all nations, all nations. So, in order for it to be a house of prayer, it must exist. It must exist. So that means a temple will be built
2: and it will be inclusive of everybody everybody and And it
1: will have it will have a holy of holies just like the old you know the the original two did and it will be the dwelling place of God just like it was with the original two and there will be uh, liturgy and ceremonial uh, worship there and all of the world will be uh, uh, invited to attend anybody who wants to come can come and the point of that is that that paves the way for messiah that's the jewish that's the jewish rule right Daddy. okay that, that's that's what they believe it's very similar to what christian ideal is that the thousand year reign of messiah when he returns will be in the temple
2: Well, today we do have slightly variations on interpretation, right? But remember, Christianity came out of the Jewish concepts and context of what will happen.
1: And so many people don't know that.
2: And so many people don't acknowledge that, at least. But, you know, back when the 67 war, when Moshe Dayan gave this as a means of appeasement, nobody thought that, at least ostensibly nobody thought, many people did, I'm sure, Knew it would be a dead end, but Moshe Dayan gave that suzerainty over the Temple Mount to the Jordanian-Palestinian waqf, Mm -hmm. and he said, Now, you must guard this place and keep it free and available to all, all people, Christians, Mm -hmm. Jews, Mm -hmm. and Muslims. Mm -hmm. Is that agreeable? Of course. (laughs) Of course it's agreeable. Now, anybody who's been there knows that's not the case. No especially toward Jews, if any Jews go up there, they are harassed horribly, Mm. horribly Mm. harassed, arrested by the police, harassed all kinds of ways. Now, the most tangential connection of Al-Aqsa, the farthest mosque that they can make was because... There was a rebellion in Saudi Arabia, and the ruler of Saudi Arabia at that time, Arabia at that time, said to the Umayyads, you can't come here. So they made Jerusalem the capital. Today what we have is Jews being precluded from going up on their Temple Mount. Well, in Jewish scriptures, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of references to Jerusalem. They face Jerusalem. Muslims face uh, 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 Mecca. Right. Jews face... uh, Jerusalem, Yeah. Hundreds of references.
1: So we did a show, Neil, about uh, the rebuilding of the temple. Sure. And you told me that the menorah that is for that temple is on display in the city. Is that correct? That the menorah is actually the one that's going in the temple is already there. Is that true or no? Yeah. Well
2: I, I it could be very true. That, that's called the, the, the there's a group called the Temple Mount that yeah. they have all of the yeah. utensils. Yeah, I'm basically. not I'm getting there. I'm yeah. getting there. Mm-hmm. But
1: is the mm-hmm. beno- but is the menorah in the city on display? Or no?
2: That I couldn't. Really. Okay, okay.
1: But the it's also true we did a show. Uh, on all the stuff that's it's all being all already prepared it's already done it, uh, it, according to the specifications in the Bible is that correct right that's okay for, for sure. but, and we also did a show about the about the red heifer right which must exist right for the temple to be rechristened right re-christened, it wouldn't be christened but re-blessed and all of these other things are already you know there's all this work has been done in preparation for the idea that the temple will be rebuilt and the saudi arabia thing that's going on right now the potential for peace is a is a huge potential for jerusalem to uh for the temple mount to fall back into its rightful hands and that that temple mount is that will now then be available for the temple to be actually constructed which will then open the door to Messiah. So these events must take place, must take place, the temple must be rebuilt for Messiah to return. And here it is potentially actually going to occur within some years, maybe well, in our lifetime.
2: Right. That's what we're seeing and what we're trying to convey is yes. this link, this potential yes. cog in this yes. cosmic power play of, of, of events that must lead up to re- what we Christians believe is the second coming is, in fact, happening before our eyes with Saudi Arabia. With, with Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. And, who
1: would and who would have thought it would be Saudi Arabia? And right. this goes to your point. Right. We know, we know, we knew it was going to happen that the temple would be rebuilt, but we didn't know it was going to happen like that.
2: And we still don't know exactly we how still it will play know. out. Right. I mean, like you right. said, there's a couple right. scenarios, right. but now all of a sudden they're they're viable scenarios. Right. Saudi Arabia gets control of the Temple Mount. Nobody would have thought that. Nobody positive. would that's have thought that's ridiculous. And they could diminish its importance, or. Iran could attack them, and they are still diminished, and one still, way or the other. You, you, there's
1: a couple of scenarios that could work out this way. So, folks, this is we wanted to let you know about this, and we wanted you to be up to speed on it, because you need to start paying attention if you're not. If you're not paying attention to Israel, if you're not paying attention to the Middle East, you should be on guard right now. If you're a Christian, if you're a Jew, you should be on guard right now paying attention, because this is really potentially amazing this has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel why is the Middle East important I look forward to how this continues to unfold as you can tell Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important thank you for listening to this podcast and we would love to hear from you Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. That's whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know. Because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time. (laughs) dire se fa domani